This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. This week, our podcast is brought to you by Hubble, spelt H-U-B-B-L. It fuses streaming and free-to-air TV into a single experience, which means you don't have to go in and out of apps to discover content you'll love. Hubble, it's TV and streaming made easy. Good morning, I'm Alice Dempster. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Friday the 14th of April. In your squiz today, Cyclone Ilsa makes landfall, more problems in Alice, a big weekend of footy and potato meets bread. This is your squiz today. It's been foreshadowed all this week, Claire, and overnight tropical cyclone Ilsa made landfall about 100 kilometres east of Port Hedland on the Western Australian Pilbara coast. It made landfall as a Category 5 storm and it brought heavy rains and very destructive winds with it. Yeah, to be exact, Ilsa has arrived between De Grey and the Paradou Roadhouse and it recorded wind speeds of up to 274 kilometres an hour at the centre of the storm. That was just after midnight local time. Uh, almost an hour into its land crossing, Ilsa was downgraded to a Category 4 system. The Bureau of Meteorology says that so far Ilsa has been a well-behaved storm uh, in that it's followed the forecast tracking map, but there's wind gusts of about 130 kilometres an hour in the region and more than 100 millimetres of rain has been recorded so far in just a few hours. So uh, what they say is that it's a pretty hefty system that's moving through. Yeah, hefty is one word for it. In fact, Ilsa has set a new sustained wind speed record of 218 kilometres per hour as it passed over a recording station on Bedout Island. That's off the Pilbara coast. The bomb said the previous record set by Cyclone George in 2007 of 194 kilometres an hour was blown away. Yeah, that's where the jokes (laughs) end though. Um, Ilsa's expected to weaken as it continues east towards the Northern Territory, but the experts say that it's likely to maintain its structure and intensity. Uh, So far, a red alert has been issued by emergency services for some parts closest to the coast that extends north from Port Hedland to just south of LaGrange, uh, also east to Tefla. Luckily, there's not a lot of people who live in that region. They've done a lot of work to prepare and to evacuate. Um, But looking ahead, the cyclonic conditions are expected to impact communities across the Pilbara for the coming days. Yeah, the evacuations and prep work there have been going on for days. So local officials said that they are able to ride it out, but there are still concerns for people who remain in the region. And if you're wondering how Ilsa compares to big cyclones of the past, the experts say that it's right up there. The strongest to hit Oz was Cyclone Trevor, and that moved over the Northern Territory and Queensland in 2019. It caused the largest mass evacuation of people in the Territory since Cyclone Tracy hit way back in 1974. If you're a listener near where Ilsa is, we're thinking of you and please take care. 
Also breaking this morning is the arrest of a man in connection with the leaking of classified US intelligence documents, Claire. They're the ones that have caused problems for American officials over the last week because they detail intelligence assessments of allies and enemies, including on the state of the war in Ukraine. Reports say his name is Jack Tashira and he's a member of the Massachusetts Air National Guard. Yeah, so details of this are just coming to light early this morning. The New York Times say that he's 21 years old and the leader of an online group where the classified documents were initially posted. Uh, that group is called Thug Shaker Central. Uh, there's about 20 to 30 people in that group. They're said to be mostly young men and teenagers. Uh, and in that group, they share a love of guns, racist online memes and also video games. Tashira is a member of that National Guard, as you say, which is an operational reserve of the United States Air Force. And reports say that it's not immediately clear how he could have had access to those highly sensitive briefings. Yeah, there's been big efforts this week by US authorities to track down the source of the leaks. Reports say the criminal investigation into Teixeira is being led by the FBI. Claire, the mayor of Alice Springs is a man named Matt Patterson, and this week he's raised concerns that violent crime in the central Oz town has reverted to where it was at the start of the year. That was before the federal and state governments intervened. Patterson's called for more boots on the ground to crack down on the crime levels. Yeah, what he said is that there's been a brief lull in crime that happened after the alcohol bans and restrictions were reinstated. But he says that the town is now seeing an uptick in crime. We haven't seen any official figures on that. The government and police haven't released anything that indicates that. But that's certainly what he says as the mayor of Alice Springs. He's also looking for assistance from the federal police. And that echoes comments that have been made by co Coalition leader Peter Dutton. He's been in Alice Springs this week with Indigenous Centre Jacinta Price. Uh, while they were there, uh, Dutton also doubled down on the Liberal Party's stance against the upcoming Voice to Parliament referendum. Uh, and just on that, a key parliamentary inquiry into the referendum is holding its first public hearing in Canberra today. Yeah, there will be a number of prominent legal experts and voice advocates fronting that. The committee is set to take a two-week road trip to Orange, Cairns and Perth before the Parliament settles the referendum wording in about six weeks' time. A message now from our podcast partner, Hubble. You know what it's like. Your friend recommends a great film or TV show and you're excited to check it out, but suddenly realise you can't remember what she said it was. That's where Hubble, spelt H-U-B-B-L, comes in. It brings your streaming apps and free-to-air TV together into a single experience. You can easily search for your favourite content and keep track of what you want to continue watching. You can also watch free-to-air TV with or without an aerial using the integrated TV guide so you always know what's on and where. It's TV and streaming made easy. Go to hubble.com.au to find out more. 
It's a big weekend for AFL fans, Claire, especially those in South Australia. And that's because the league's inaugural gather round kicked off last night. It's the AFL's take on the NRL's magic round. Yeah, so South Australia is hosting all nine AFL matches this weekend. Uh, The league's called it a festival of footy. Uh, The goal is to highlight the historical culture of the league. Uh, If you're not a footy lover, um, the National League has been mostly played in the capital cities. Uh, Certainly that's what happens these days, but it really has its roots in suburban and country football clubs. So they're trying to bring back some of that spirit and focusing on South Australia this weekend. There's more than 180,000 people who have scored tickets to the games. They're going to be played across three ovals and grounds in South Australia. Uh, lots to play out this weekend. And Alice, I'm wondering as a footy fan whether you've nabbed any tickets. <laughs> I'm a bit salty about that, Claire, because I wasn't fast enough online to, oh, nab- no. to nab any, even though I tried twice. There was a second <laughs> oh, no. release and I missed out on them too. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> But the AFL's outgoing boss, Gillan McLaughlin, is feeling a bit more positive about the weekend than I am. He says the round has already exceeded expectations and there's people coming from everywhere to watch games. Friday Lights, Claire, what's made our list this week? It's a really good recipe that I've got, which really makes use of your leafy greens. It's very healthy and very tasty. Why I'm really into this recipe, though, is that it has uh, a recipe for an accompanying potato bread, Mm. and it's seriously good. (laughs) It's got bacon, (laughs) it's got little herby onion things, uh, and it's got potatoes. So, look, I'm absolutely up for soup if it's accompanied by something like that. That sounds delicious. And as an Irish Australian, I approve of that, Claire. (laughs) I'm all over (laughs) potato bread. I'll add the link to that recipe in our episode notes today. And that wraps us up today. But Claire, you and Kate will be back with Saturday's Quiz tomorrow. And as always, there's been a lot on this week for you guys to talk about. Yeah, there has been. There's a really good um, opportunity to catch up with Kate because, of course, we didn't do Saturday Squiz over the Easter weekend. Uh, Also, just a reminder too, we've got a Squiz shortcuts out about Donald Trump's arraignment and all of the legal process that he's been on. You did that one, Alice, with me and I really enjoyed it. So it's a good one to get on top of everything that's happening with that case. Have a great Friday. We'll be back with you again on Monday. Hi there, it's Bryce from Squiz Kids, the daily news podcast for small people. March is Women's History Month and we're celebrating over on our socials. Every weekday this month, we're throwing the spotlight on a different iconic woman from Australia's rich history. Follow us on Instagram via the handle at Squiz Kids to learn the backstories of some incredible Aussie women and together honour their legacies.